Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Let it go, love. Let it go. That's like a chat at the pub I'd walk away from. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Right, okay, so we've started it, which is wonderful. It's quite late, isn't it? So I'm really concerned about... Is this our latest one yet? I think it is. It is. Yeah. What are you concerned about? I'm slightly worried about concentration. I'm not saying I'm going to fall asleep or anything. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Just, I'm not narcoleptic. <laughs> I just worry about, you know, come on, have I got the... Have I got it? I, look, I'm clicking my fingers and I'm not saying anything that's interesting. So I, I feel quite confident that I haven't oh, so got it. So nothing new there then. So nothing new. <laughs> Jen, you got it. Have I got it? I don't know what I've got. I think I've got a cold. Here's the thing. You can't have a cold now. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I am COVID negative because I had to do a test. I've had to do two tests in the last three days. Don't ask me why. All right, I'll tell you. I'm doing something for Amazon Prime. Okay, fine. You literally <laughs> dragged that out of me, which is embarrassing for you, actually. Anyway, I've had to do these two tests. And so I am negative, but I do have a little cough. And when you're out of the house, even if you're wearing a mask, should you just have like a little tickle and you cough? People will jump backwards. They will throw themselves into moving traffic rather than be near you. Have you found that? Do you feel more contagious? Do you feel like you could be getting it or that you might give it to someone, even though you know you don't have it? No. Okay, good. Well, that was a good start to the show. (laughs) Alison, how's your week been? My week has been pretty exciting. I thought about this because I wanted to be ready. Normally you ask Maureen first, so I'm a little thrown, but here we go. 
My week's been pretty exciting because you guys, all right, you're all fancy pants traveling all over the place, but I've been in the north, so I've been a little limited, and I've also not been leaving the house all that much. But this weekend, this past weekend, I had two shows in Birmingham, so I took a train from Manchester to Birmingham. I did shows. I took a train home. It was almost, almost like the world before. Oh, what a feeling. It was interesting. It was very fun. I had a great time. And then the other thing, oh, I gave myself a haircut. There we go. I was like, what's the other thing you did, Allison? Wow. And I was joking with Leanne before. I was like, I cut my fringe. And then I turned like that and I was like, oh, yeah, I can tell I cut my fringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have to explain it because obviously we're in a podcast. So Allison has done this incredible job of her fringe and it's very symmetric and very straight at the front. But should she turn to one side, there's just one bit of hair just hanging. <laughs> a little bit of a gap. Just hanging below but do you know what from this angle if you're only mm-hmm. moving your head to what's that the left or the right i can't tell if i only me. move it slightly to the left i look okay but as soon as i move it to the right trouble. yeah you look great yeah. don't ever move your head to the right ever you know which profile to have yeah hey by the way your hair looks great Thanks. we all know what happened the last time i cut my hair guys <laughs> and <I> shaved <laughs> it all off and i was thinking i might do it again why not shave it all off in time for christmas what a great christmas present for my girlfriend just film your uh oh wait jen are you doing an Amazon Prime thing that maybe oh, you... Oh, it's so funny you should mention that, Alison. I don't know if I've mentioned this. I have got my special coming out on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Meaningless. The Anne's doing the hands. You can't see it, but very supportively give me a whoop. Very supportive. That will be coming out very soon. In fact, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, this is quite embarrassing. If we record the next podcast and it's still not out, I know it's... That's a bit weird, isn't it? But hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure you bring it up again. I probably will actually, Maureen. (laughs) But if I don't, I mean, I imagine you'll bring it up, won't you? Yes. Most definitely. Oh, I just... uh, Anyway, (laughs) it's a bit of a weird time to be doing this podcast. Obviously, this is coming out on Friday. And uh, by then, we'll know the results of the election. Now, look... We might not know the results. We might not know. We might know. But I feel... Can I talk about my week before we go into politics? No, no, we're not going to go into politics. I'm just contextualising the show. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all I'm going to say is, what I was going to say is, we're not going to talk about the election. We know that the election's happening right now. Right now. As we record this podcast, we don't know what the result is. What we're going to do is spend this podcast not acknowledging that we're going to hell in a handbasket and the planet's on fire. And with that, Maureen... How was your week? How was your week? (laughs) Yeah. Well, my week was fine. I have been ignoring the American election. (laughs) Sex, my sanity. I did my show on Mondays. I actually added a lot of new material and took away some of the less funny material, which actually was quite fun to do. It made it a much more interesting show. I love doing that. Kind of revitalises the show, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely gives it more energy. And then, of course, big news at Younger Towers. I finished my top, my knitted top. I cannot believe we didn't start the show with this. To be fair, Maureen, what I wanted to do is just, no offence here, Alison, mm-hmm. but what we're doing is we're saving the best <laughs> to last. And that is a very in-depth discussion about the knitting, not just the knitting, Maureen, but the actual, what's it called? The pattern. The pattern, thank you very much. It's a complicated pattern. It is. It's a compli- Let's get into it. It's not just a simple pearl stitch, is it, Maureen? No. Do you like that I know the term pearl stitch? That's very good. You're welcome. I, I got it wrong, so I had to go and buy some more wool and I bought some more knitting needles. I've even bought some crochet. I can't crochet. I thought I might learn to crochet during lockdown. So I've actually gone completely. My plan is to knit two more tops. Maureen, you look lush in that top, may I say. Honestly, it's a beautiful top. And can I put in orders now if you're going to start? crocheting uh i would like some doilies for my couch oh my god doilies that's old school isn't it i think this is the right time 
And I don't want to put any cold water on what you've created there, Maureen. But, and I also am aware that this is a podcast, but I would like to show you some of Chloe's crocheting, which let me oh, tell you. Oh, brilliant. Let's have a look. So this is six months of crocheting. And maybe what we'll do is we'll take a photograph of it and stick it up on Instagram. But here we go. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> if you knew I was doing this, I'd probably lose a limb. But what Chloe's created is something that might just cover an eyebrow. There we are. Oh, bless. It's an eyebrow warmer. I get very chilly eyebrows. That looks very handy. Is that all she's done in six months? She's got two kids. She hasn't been doing it every day, Maureen, but she did start it six months ago. Do you know what? I was very encouraging about it. I said it looks, it's not bad for a first go because apparently crochet is really tricky. I mean, for those listening, it's about, what, three inches? Would you say? Mm. I mean, I'm a lesbian. I don't know about inches. Unless you're a bloke, then it's six no, inches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're so mean. We are mean, but who cares? The patriarchy is still winning. Anyway, Maureen, well done. Congratulations <laughs> on your top. I'm delighted that you've managed to finish it. I'm not going to say that I didn't think that you were going to finish it. I didn't think you were going to finish it. I know, because people were going, I bet you it's full of holes. I bet you it's all right. I said, have you know? I can't believe it, Maureen, because I've seen you wash up and you can't do that right. And there you are. You've actually made a jumper. I do miss food when I wash up. You've made an actual top. Well done. Look, this has been one of the best tops of the shows we've ever produced. And honestly, we've had Hokey Cokey and we did do the sex one once, didn't we? Yeah. But this conversation about your knitted jumper and my Amazon Prime special <laughs> and uh, Alison's Fringe has literally, that's it, we peaked. That's the end of the show. Good night. Good night. Bye. I'm going to close my internet. Don't close your internet. <laughs> I'm at my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. Makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. We're absolutely back. So, Maureen, it's time, I think, it's time to be my Marie. Yeah, well, this was um, going to become one of my classics. In an attempt to eat healthy, I thought I'd make a salad niçoise, but it was like a Jamie Oliver recipe which meant it wasn't tuna, it was salmon, Greek yogurt, olives, green beans, but I don't really like green beans, so I thought, well, broccoli's green and vegetable, so it's kind of the same. And a splash of red vinegar. I didn't know what a splash was, so I put quite a bit of vinegar in it. And then also I thought I'd add noodles. You know, salads aren't really that filling. And I have to say, it was probably the most inedible food I've ever made. And I've made some really awful meals. And it was so bad, I threw it in the bin. I showed Jen the original, how it's meant to look, and then I showed what I'd made. What would you say what the difference was, Jen? I, I don't know what the similarities are. I mean, the difference was everything. <laughs> I mean, you showed me a picture of something edible and then you showed me a picture of something that you looked like you'd thrown up. It did look like I'd and thrown then went, up. Uh, and spot the difference. I mean, firstly, I think my immediate text back to you is, why the fuck is it on spaghetti? Mm-hmm. To which you replied, it's not spaghetti, actually. It's noodles, as if that made it better. I it did that made it worse because at least spaghetti is somehow like Italian in the pasta that you would put on the yeah, yeah like yeah, I could yeah. totally and then when you said noodles I was like where the <laughs> fuck did noodles come from with a salad and this was you put noodles you put broccoli you put vinegar you put yogurt you put olives olives and egg what and then you went do you know what Jen it wasn't edible no <laughs> shit Sherlock <laughs> If you had given me that, I would have literally thrown it in the bin. Do you know what? I'd gone from trying to eat healthily with a broccoli and, and salmon to having a bar of chocolate. That's what I had for dinner was a bar of chocolate. Well, do you know what? God love you for trying, Maureen. 
Jen pointed out you're the only one that would add carbs to a salad, which is true. This is... The salads aren't really filling, though, are they? That's the problem with salads. Put potatoes in it or something. You know what, though? I have to say, in this country, I have never seen things called a salad so often that, to me, look like anything but a salad. But I had this conversation with somebody, and if you actually look up the definition of a salad, it is a variety of things, I think, mixed together. So... I always thought salad was green things. Yeah. And no, apparently a salad is just a mishmash of... Really? Yeah. Crap. Crap. Because when I came here, I was like, why do they keep calling all this shit salad when it's like mayo and pasta? I was like, this is anything but a salad. But technically, there is a definition of salad out there that it's like a mixture of a variety of ingredients. Well, that's why we call it a pasta salad, Alison. That's where we got you there. We potato put, salad. potato mm. salad. Or you know what? what's the other unhealthy salads we create? Those are definitely two of them. I certainly don't know what the fuck that was that you created, but technically, Alison's correct. It was a salad. I think what we'd call it is... It was is an edible salad. That's what it was. An inedible shit fest is what we'd call it of salad. Available at all your prep stores for only minus 99 pence. We'll give you a pound if you eat it. Janet's made me promise never to cook for her, haven't you, Jen? I'm not going to say that that's a lifetime ban, but certainly for the next five to ten years, I'm going to say... You need to up your game. You need to up your game. Do you know my best friend, Ira? I've known him for almost 40 years. Whenever I suggest that I'll cook a meal, he always suggests that we go out for a restaurant and that he'll pay. Well, I'm with Ira. I'm with Ira. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, Maureen, that was a classic. Uh, We've definitely dined out. You'll like that. Did you like that? Dined out on that. Did you like that? Nobody's responded. Okay, fine. (laughs) Thank you very much. This is the slickest we've ever been in our lives, people. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice, take my advice, cause I ain't using it. No, 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 no. Take my advice, I ain't using it. It's our favourite part of the show, more in yours and definitely mine. It's time to the gym get up your bra don't do yeah, something ask yeah. <laughs> Allison definitely take off your bra never wear bras alright this week can I bring this up so someone said to me the other day hey I've been listening to the podcast and when you do your agony aunt your ask Allison you don't read the letters exactly as people write it and you know what you're right I don't people you know why because the whole point of this podcast was for as many people to get as much out of these problems that we talk about as we can. So I like to kind of present them generally so a lot of us can get what we want out of it. So that's how I choose to do my advice column. She's a maverick. I do my things the way I like to do it. Oh, and also everyone, if you have advice for people for any problems that you have heard, please feel free to write in to WTB, the Ask Allison, the email. Maureen, what's the email? It is womentalkingbollocks at gmail.com. Why are you asking Maureen? Come to me about this sort of stuff. Don't do emails. Feel free to write in. And uh, this is a fun one. I say that, I think, every week. Every problem is a fun problem, everyone. I've started to date a new partner, and they have no problem... Passing gas in front of me regularly, and in fact, find it entertaining. I, however, find it repulsive, and it is almost turning me off of them. I've brought it up with them. They (laughs) say that I should get over it. What do I do? (laughs) 
I know. I've brought us to the farting world, everyone. But look, I did some reading and like, yeah, this is more common than you think. So what the people fart. Maureen. Well, people fart, Maureen. We know that. But farting in front of partners, some people like it, some people don't. I don't know. Thoughts? If it's a turn off, you've got to be respectful of your partner's boundaries, Maureen. That's what it's all about. I mean, okay, perhaps not on the first date, but what the hell are you going to... What are you supposed to do? Never fart in front of somebody? That's absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, after a while, I mean, what are you going to do? Go out the door every time you want to fart? Would you be cool with somebody who is a farter and is like, <laughs> yeah, got you again? It would depend how smelly they are. Well, this is the thing. Are they Dutch ovening you in bed while you're trying to sleep? And then they pull the duvet and they trap your head. So there's a difference. If the fart stinks, oh, that's a problem. If it's a non-smelly fart, not a problem. Yeah, why would it make a difference? All right. Farts generally stink, Maureen. Well, mine does. I don't know what planet you're living on where shit doesn't stink, but I want to be on that planet. Oh, no. There's smelly ones and there's non-smelly ones. I mean, if it's just a fart, I mean, who cares? Are you farting non-smelly ones? Maureen, this is a moot point. You live alone, okay? There is no partner farting in bed with you. Your farts smell. You just don't know because they're your farts. No, I would know. But this is a woman that's actively chosen not to date. Okay, so can we not ask Maureen <laughs> about this and go straight to you, Alison? Come on. I was just curious. Okay, so here we go. So well, what about you, Jen? Do I have a problem with farts? Could you date a farter? Well, I mean, it's pretty hard to date someone who, what, have you, they've got a cork up their bum? Of course. <laughs> but like uh, a in front of you farter. Look, we've been together for 15 years. Am I going to say that we've never farted in front of each other? Sure. That would be a lie. Am I saying that we pin each other down and go, oh, you like this one, babe? <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. If I have to do a fart, I will sometimes put my bottom out of the duvet. But look, that's... <laughs> I won't always make it to the bathroom because it's the middle of the mm-hmm. night and I think she won't hear it. She's asleep. And sure. then she says, I heard that. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. But we don't revel in it. You know, it's not something that we either of us enjoy winding each other up. Well, maybe occasionally... But on the whole, we are respectful of each other's boundaries. And yeah. that was my yeah. point earlier. Because I think there's two schools. People, there are those that are farting is fine, acceptable, cool, even fun. A game. I have a girlfriend. Farting is her life. She loves farting. She will fart in front of you, <laughs> with you. Come on, fart with me. Like She loves. Can she fart at will? Because that sounds like she can. She farts and burps at will, which is crazy to me I'm like that's impressive it is impressive but you know I'm like okay all right you know like I was saying this to you girls my boyfriend and I were kind of respectful of the whole fart situation look things happen but generally I tend to take my space but that's only because I had another ex-boyfriend in the past I know I've dated more than one and he once called me he once called me garbage farts because he said my farts smelt so bad that it would bring raccoons because we had (laughs) raccoons in the roof where I lived in Toronto. And he's like, it's garbage farts. So for me, I just go away to do it on my own, right? But that's my choice. Here's what I think. If you are of two different schools, you've just started dating. It sounds like this person is a big farter. The other one is not. So first thing I'm going to say is... First off, could you continue on in this relationship if this person farts like this? Because it sounds like this person is obviously, they've had a discussion. So one is like, I'm going to fart. And the other one's like, you will not fart. We don't fart. So it sounds to me that it's not about farts. It sounds like it's a little bit of a control thing. 
in the relationship. So I think what you need to do is kind of figure out, like, is it about the farts or is it something more? And if this is early on in the relationship, then maybe the farts is a blessing because this is going to help you see what you can tolerate with this person and maybe what you can't. Because if you've discussed with this person, I am not into farting, da-da-da, you got to meet in the middle. But if there's still some <laughs> some tension over farting, <laughs> I, think, I think we know where this might go. And I don't mean to be harsh to the listener, but... I mean, if this person is not going to budge, then, I mean, what when something serious comes up? We're just at farts right now. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is if someone's farting that much, I mean, do they have a medical condition? Should you be concerned for them? Should you discuss with them? I mean, is there something going on? Like IBS. IBS or something. Because the last thing I want to do is fart shame. Because, look, people fart. Sometimes people have to fart. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, you know, you got to find your your You've got to find your middle fart. So you don't want to be yeah. farting too much. You don't want to be not farting enough because, frankly, that's not healthy. Y- yeah, you can't not fart. Exactly. When you first go out with someone, you hold that fart in, don't you? And you're like, I'm not letting that bad boy out. That's staying yeah. up there, okay? Whatever happens, it's never coming out. And then maybe... You wait and then you do that thing where as you're running to the bus, all of them come out at the same time and the person behind you is like, whoa, I didn't need that. Sorry. Well, it was just bad timing for you. But you can't in a long term relationship realistically pretend that you don't fart and you don't poo. I'm not saying take a poo with the door open. I'm just saying that if your partner comes in afterwards and you've done a poo, they're just going to have to deal with that. Look, I mean, I don't even know what we're talking about now. What I'm saying is... What, what am I saying, Alison? Oh, my God. You're saying that in any relationship, it's all about compromise and understanding and discussion. And in early stages in a relationship, if farting is this much of a concern, I think maybe take a step back and go, what is the farting really representing? That is my advice. Alison, once again, great advice. Maybe the fart is a metaphor for your relationship and it's just, it's just, there's just a bad smell hanging around the relationship and it needs to end. You're welcome. There you go. Well, we've covered everything. Take a sip of a drink. Every time we say the word fart by the end of that section, wasted. Oh, you'll be hammered. But also a lot of people don't like the word fart, do they? That actually... My dad doesn't. I wasn't allowed to say it growing up. You know what I had to say instead of fart? I used to have to say <laughs> woofer. Woofer. Oh, my God. I think woofer's worse. I don't know why he came up with woofer. I've just done a woofer. Jesus Christ, have you followed through? Maureen, what do you call yours? Farts. Okay, fine. <laughs> I know I don't do relationships, but I, if somebody was moaning about that, I mean, I'd be like, oh, for, fa- for farts' sake, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you'd be saying. This is why I don't do the proper <laughs> section. In our house, we don't say farts either. Uh, that's been a rule that's been put in by Chloe. She's been very clear about that. The children say pop off. Now, I didn't create that. I'm not even sure, actually, that I approve of it. However, it's where we are. It's where we are. The children now refer to their farts as pop-offs. And actually, in a way, even when sometimes, you know, maybe an eyebrow falls off because they're so strong, because we've referred to it as pop-off, we're like, oh. A little pop off. It's just a little pop off. As my sinuses are being cleared, oh, no, just a little pop off. It doesn't feel quite so <laughs> offensive because it's not a fart. It's just it's just a little pop off. And you would think out of a little boy's bottom, it couldn't be that offensive. Well, <laughs> you'd be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think God knows what it'd be like when they're drinking and eating kebabs because I'm Ooh. just going to have to leave the house. I'm going to have to evacuate. <laughs> well, Alison, thank you very much. I feel like eighty percent of that will be edited out. 
and uh, <laughs> no, Leanne's saying no, it won't. <laughs> if this isn't a distraction for what's happening in the real world, I don't know what is. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? What have we been watching on television? Maureen, what have you been doing? Are you still continuing with the no watching television thing? No, no, I've I've gone back to TV now. Now I've got Apple TV. I've got a new iPhone. And I watched On the Rocks. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, which is a movie. It's quite good. It just kind of reminds me a bit of a Woody Allen movie. It's it's set in New York. Bill Murray is always good value for money. Um, Nothing much happens. It's a woman who suspects that her husband is cheating on her. Bill Murray's her father and she kind of engages him to, or he engages himself to see what the husband is up to. But, you know, it's... Bill Murray's always worth watching. He's fantastic. But it's directed by Sofia Coppola, isn't it? Yeah, I think she wrote it as well. Did she write it? It's well done. It's done well, so you'd recommend it. Yeah. So yeah. that's starring Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, directed by Sofia Coppola. Yes, Google has assisted me. You're welcome. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, it was on Channel 4 a little while ago. I think it was about three or four weeks ago. It's called Adult Material, and it stars Hayley Squires and Kerry Godleyman. Kerry's a good mate, and I said that I would watch it and then for various reasons I I haven't and then I did and I sat down and I pretty much watched it all in one go and I really recommend it it's looking at a character played by Hayley Squires who is a porn star I would say one of the final porn stars now that most pornography can be streamed for free and I don't really know how to go into it but basically it follows her I suppose her last days in pornography and it also involves a uh, an MP who is very anti-pornography but is eventually caught or is found out or it's leaked that she has been looking at porn and the relationship that these two women have and how they help each other in some ways. Uh, it's brilliantly acted. Hayley Squires is brilliant in it. Kerry is also absolutely wonderful in it. Oh, I love Kerry. There are some 
interesting storylines that are secondary. Hayley Squire's daughter is sexually assaulted. Well, actually, she's raped. And to see her mother's response, somebody who works in the porn industry, her response isn't what you would expect her response to be about consent. And then eventually all of her reasoning behind that is revealed at the end of the show. But anyway, my point is, it takes on a lot of very big sort of topics. It's also quite graphic. I did originally start watching it because I hadn't really looked into what it was. Kerry just said, I'm in this show. I said, oh, I'll watch that. And the first time I watched it, I started watching it with Chloe and her parents. And that, <laughs> may I say... If you watch the first half an hour of Adult Material, episode one, and then imagine me watching that with Chloe's parents. And then I had texted Kerry <laughs> and I said, I didn't think I really understood what this was about. She went, why? I was like, I'm watching it with Chloe's parents. She went, oh, no, this isn't the right show for them. And I was like, no, you're absolutely right. Do not want to see someone being spit roasted whilst <laughs> watching it. with." <laughs> I remember watching Queer as Folk with my mum, the British version, um, when it first came out. And uh, there was the rimming scene. I don't know if you remember mm. that. Well, we watched that together in silence. <laughs> Cup of tea, Mum. I never saw the rimming scene, but I can't even imagine what a rimming scene would be. It goes on for longer than you'd expect. Yeah, it doesn't leave much to the imagination. It, it doesn't leave anything to the imagination at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do we, do we leave that there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably. We all just drifted off into our own... <laughs> We all just went, ooh, let's let that go. Alison, tell me, let's find out about the horror movie of the week. The horror movie of the week, everyone. Because I was thinking about, you know, maybe things that we find annoying in our partner that we're like, ah, do I want to stay with this person? I don't know. So my horror movie pick this week is Shaun of the Dead. Everyone. Oh, I've actually seen this one. There we You've go. You've seen it. Oh, it's great. Now, it is such a great horror, but it's also very funny. And I thought it fit into things perfectly because, you know, love story. She did want to dump him. They basically broke up. Then zombies attack. She was annoyed by his laziness, all these little tendencies he had. And then by the end of it, you know, he really proves that he is the guy for her. So I was like, there you go. Sometimes you need to see past the farts, everyone. There, I'm putting that out there. Sometimes you need a zombie apocalypse to realize that you've chosen the right person. Maybe a pando. Maybe a little pando. Oh, a little pando. That's true. So that's why I chose Shaun of the Dead. Highly recommend it. I think you will laugh as much as you might jump a little bit here and there. I loved it. Loved it. It was on Netflix for a long time, but I think it has now been taken off. I believe you have to rent it on Amazon Prime. It really is a classic. Thank you, Alison. That's actually one of my faves, and that's a great recommendation. And actually one that I think a lot of people will indulge. If you haven't seen it, you're mad. Oh, it's so fun. So, yeah. And also, it's quite enjoyable, particularly if you're British. There's a scene where there are all these other sort of comedy actors suddenly appear in a line and they meet each other like they're all having different zombie experiences and they're like oh see you later I think Adam Buxton and like Jessica Hines and all the people and you see them going in a different direction for those of you that are spaced fans great thank you very much Alison that was Marvellous and now it's going to be Maureen's cultural caller uh -huh. I haven't started it Maureen we hello I'm going to start that again <laughs> Without further ado, uh, Maureen, I'm on tender hooks because it's time for your cultural, cultural, cultural. 
Well, you know, we're talking about porn. These films have got slightly naughty bits in it, which, you know, obviously I don't watch porn, so that means, you know, sometimes they have sex with the light on. I think they're very interesting films. So the, the first one's In the Cut. Which I don't know if any of you have seen that with Meg Ryan and Mark Ruffalo which came out in 2003. I didn't realise it was that long ago. And it's written and directed by Jane Campion. And Meg Ryan plays a teacher who becomes involved with a detective investigating a series of gruesome murders. And there are some quite explicit sex scenes in here. I'd have to say that Meg Ryan does stuff with Mark Ruffalo that she never did with Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love Tom Hanks, but he is asexual. I mean, Completely. Am I right? It didn't get very good reviews. I think it was Meg Ryan trying to do something else because obviously she was always the girl next door and then she was trying to be something different and people just didn't go with it. But I actually thought it was an interesting thriller. I, I really enjoyed it. So it's worth checking out. And then the other one that Jen has seen this is The Mother, which is also from 2003. I don't know if you have you seen the film The Mother? Yes, with Anne Reid. It's a fantastic movie. I loved it. Oh. It's quite difficult to watch in places because the mother-daughter relationship is really just... oh quite tricky isn't yeah it? it's made me feel better about my relationship with my mum actually <laughs> that's one of the things about the film it makes you realize how awful we treat the older generation that we are very dismissive of them they're kind of in the way and they just we just find them a nuisance it's got Anne Reid who's a brilliant actress she plays May grandmother she's been recently widowed so she goes down to visit her children and she ends up having an affair with her daughter's bear in mind she's a grandmother daughter's lover who happens to be a very fit Daniel Craig it's really well done because they're such good actors. Obviously, you've got to make it that relationship believable. I think he's in her 30s and very fit 30-something. She's in her 60s, I suppose. And you do really believe in that relationship. The scenes are quite explicit, but she says, you know, I never thought I was going to be touched again. Oh, I know. that was... Yeah, and when she says that, and of course, then she meets this young guy. And she has, obviously, great sex. and Great it's sex. Definitely, it's a fascinating film to watch, and I would totally recommend it. And the next one is, again, ran from that period, from 2004, I Fond Kiss, which is a Ken Loach film set in Glasgow. And it's about an Irish Catholic teacher called Rasheen, played by Eva Brithisel. She falls in love with Kasim, a Scottish-Pakistani guy who's a Muslim, obviously. There's obviously a few issues. Uh, but what's great about the, the movie, it's also quite funny, it's quite touching, is you get to understand why it's problematic, you know, why the sister has a problem with their relationship. You know, it's, it, you get to see her point of view. And also that it's not just on the Scottish-Pakistani side. I didn't realise this. She teaches in a Catholic school. And in order to teach there, she needs to get a testament or like a from the Catholic priest or she can't teach there. And he's like, if you have a relationship with this Asian guy, I'm not going to give you the testimonial and you can't work. Whoa. But it just shows you the kind of, of, of prejudices they have to deal on both sides of the argument. And the young sister, who's fantastic, who goes to a Catholic school in a Rangers football shirt, if you don't appreciate how brave that is to do in Glasgow, um, You've never been to Glasgow. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's one of my favourite Kane Loach movies. So there you go. Brilliant. And actually hadn't heard of that. Uh, a fantastic triptych of films. Thank you so much, Maureen, for doing the research for that. We're nearing the end of the podcast. Boo, sad, uh, tears. Mm -hmm. I can hear the, the there is, it's, it's, it's tangible. But um, sadly, we are at the end of the show. But of course, before we go, we must look at what has got my goat. What the hell's got your goat, Jen? What's got it, Jen? Oh, thanks for asking, ladies. I really appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what's got my goat, and uh, perhaps you can join in with me. What's got my goat, and it's a bit ironic saying it to you whilst we're on Zoom, but Zoom. Zoom can <laughs> Zoom off now. I'm actually flickety fluckety done with Zoom. I can deal with my problem with Zoom. Lots of problems with Zoom. One, now that we're expected to do stand-up on Zoom, I resent mm. that, because that is like screaming into a bin. I mean, 
every now and again, you get somebody that goes, oh, we've created a front row so there's an audience. You think, thank fuck for that. And by a front row, that means there's 10 people sitting in their living room staring at you whilst they're, I don't know, playing with their crotches. And you're like, I'm just trying not to notice that you're moving your testicles to the left again. <laughs> well, I'm just really ruining my concentration. But the thing that annoys me the most isn't the man whose testicles keep bobbing about. It's my face. I am sick to the back teeth of it. I can't look at my face anymore. Maureen's like, I could look at my face all day long. But I know that I've got four, three, two, one facial expression. It's angry. It's bored. It's really angry. It's really fucking bored. And, you know... I can't be doing with it. We all enjoyed Zoom at the beginning, didn't we? It was like, oh, I'm having a little drink on Zoom. I'm meeting some mates on Zoom. I'm getting pissed on Zoom. I'm having a smoke on Zoom. Oh, I'm doing a quiz on Zoom. And then three weeks in, we were all like, fuck Zoom. And I've been like that for some time. And now as we are in this country heading back into uh, that inevitable lockdown because we are being governed by a bunch of fucking incompetent bellends, I don't think I can cope with any more Zoom. I want to see, touch, feel interact, be involved with my human dear friends, as you all are, and other people that are out there. So any feelings, thoughts? Oh, no, I agree. I, I recently did a Zoom comedy show to one person, so that was... Oh, Jesus, Maureen, don't tell me that ever again. That's actually made me even sadder. And they, they hadn't switched the camera on, so I didn't even see them. Oh, my God, <laughs> that is the saddest story I've ever heard. Oh. Do you know what? Actually, sometimes, Maureen, that's better if you can't see them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that is better at times. <sighs> Listen, Alison, we need you to bring this podcast back up to its usual buoyant self. What's... what's... <laughs> People you can't like... leave it on me. <laughs> okay. Benefits of Zoom. I am about to do a corporate gig in Canada during Christmas that normally I would have to go to Canada and I would have to turn down certain gigs if I couldn't get there. So right now, uh, Zoom has opened us up to a corporate market. Uh, so therefore, we have an international audience that we did not have right. before. Uh, also, I feel Zoom shows, we can argue that we need to do less time because at a live performance, they want you to get there, do a good 45-hour Zoom. It's like you can basically go, well, look, no one can stare at a screen for that long of a period period of time. So really a 20 minute set actually is more than enough. So we're doing shorter times. We have a larger international audience. That's so um, true. It's a different gear skill set as a comedian that maybe we will not have to do again. So this is an interesting time for us to push our limits. There, how's that for a little bit? Of oh, that? my God. I don't know how you did it, Alison, but I'm now feeling very differently about Zoom. There's money in it, guys. I actually think now that you've monetized it, I'm back in the room. I like Zoom. I'm back in. <laughs> We've done it again. It's another episode. We're all heroes. Let's go and get pissed alone <laughs> <laughs> by ourselves in our in our spare rooms. And have a fart. Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. It's WTB underscore podcast. Leave a nice comment. If you didn't really enjoy the show, then don't leave a comment. Just tell somebody you don't like very much to listen to the next one and then we all win. Will that do? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.